Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm going to do something either impressive or stupid or impressively stupid. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Drive to center field. Going back is Mercado turning around. That ball is gone. A home run. Nelson Cruz to straightaway center, his 17th of the year. The center. Mercado is back. He was fooled by the ball. It stays in the ballpark. The game is tied. The Twins trying to take the lead, and they have on a Polanco double. High and deep to right center field. Going back is Mercado. Tracking of that ball's at the wall and gone. Garver with a home run. His 14th of the year, and the Twins now lead by two. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. If you're listening live right now, hopefully you're under a bridge somewhere. What's it, going on out there now? a tsunami outside right Is now. it really? It's absurd, Again? yeah. There wasn't even rain in the forecast. Well, there's been rain in the last 20 minutes. Are you serious? I think serious? our parking lot's flooded. I didn't even dog-proof my house. I checked the forecast because my dog freaks out in storms and like tries to get in yeah, tight look out, spaces. Oh, my God. Look outside right Oh, now. wow. It's oh been doing that God. for 20 minutes. Hey, Rami, r- rule of thumb in this town at least, if it gets obnoxiously hot, humid, it's going to rain like this. It doesn't matter if they forecast it or not. Just a passing so shower. There's that building right across from the window here. There's water literally like, it's like a waterfall coming off. It's not like in just like little trips. It's like a waterfall coming off of that roof. Dude. Another tree fell into your house, Jonathan. Don't remind me. Yep. Not looking forward to that again. Two options for you guys to start the show today. Would you like to start with reckless speculation or reckless speculation? Um, John, I'm going to say reckless speculation. Uh, I'll definitely take the latter. Not the former. Reckless speculation. Because there's all kinds of stuff floating around the internet today. Uh, Jim Bowden has a piece on The Athletic. We've got a list of the best non-rentals that are out there. Because who was it? Was it Charlie Walters that reported the Twins are not interested in yes. rentals? Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, but I think I think we should start with Jim Bowden doing some insiding on sort of the like what it's going to cost and the price tags for uh, various various pitchers out there on the market. Um, let me pull this article up here so I can not put words in Jim Bowden's mouth. Now, Jim Bowden's one of the rare former executives who, like, has turned into a reporter. It's kind of weird. It's like he's used his... Dude, he loves reckless speculation maybe more than we do. Oh, it's, yeah. Maybe Old school, more too. Than we do. Yeah. He totally gets it. Old school stuff. So he's saying, uh, he's saying that there's only three teams that are legitimately selling right now. The Blue Jays, the Tigers... And the Giants. And the Indians might be buying and selling at the same time. He's saying the buyer list is Astros, Braves, Brewers, Cardinals, Dodgers, Nationals, Rockies, Twins, Phillies, Rays, Red Sox, and Yankees. You almost mm-hmm. ran out of breath before getting through that. You whole tried the same thing half the on the Twins show. So without getting into it, and we can dive into some of the nuts and bolts here. Like he and, and, and we'll go into some of the combos he has. Like he says, Bumgarner and Smith, the best fit is the Twins. But... If his insiding is right, I don't think he's just like watching MLB Network and you know licking his finger and sticking it in the wind. He's clearly talking to people, right? And the Blue Jays, Tigers, and Giants are all saying, "Yeah, we're, we got assets to unload, and we're terrible." Now the Marlins are always terrible. They're less terrible the last month, but it's not like the Marlins have six or seven pieces that are obviously on the move. They've already traded their whole team. So he's saying there's three teams that are selling and have assets that are appealing on the pitching side. Three, three. 
and he's listing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve buying teams at the deadline, and the Indians are on the other side over here. So do some math. This is like in the NFL. Thirty-two teams need a quarterback, and every year there's six of them that enter free agency or that enter the off-season period needing a quarterback, mm-hmm. and there's sometimes one Kirk Cousins. And when that supply and demand balance is six and one, you That's wind up paying thirty million dollars, four million dollars for a quarterback right. fully guaranteed. So two things could happen if you don't pounce early. And I want you guys' thoughts on this. If you don't pounce early. The Astros, Braves, Brewers, Cardinals, Dodgers, Nationals, Rockies, Phillies, Rays, Red Sox, and Yankees get the things that you were looking for. Right. But even if you do pounce early or whatever you may pounce, you're probably going to be paying a lot more in terms of prospects for those assets than maybe we thought. I guess I had never seen the teams laid out like this That's until what Jim I said today. Like yeah. I, I don't know if everybody's brain works this way, but sometimes like the the full picture doesn't set in for me until I see it in black and white and when i've been saying for a month that there is there needs to be some urgency about making a deal because a you're putting wear and tear on your pitching staff now that will rear its ugly head come september and october the effects of it will rear its ugly head and b you don't want to settle for less than what your competitors got the teams that you're going to be facing in october or just get left out in the cold altogether and not really end up with anybody worth going out and getting. So I already had some urgency. When I saw that from Jim Bowden today in black and white on on paper or on my computer screen, I, I almost went into full-on panic mode. Like, I'm losing my patience now as far as a deal needing to be done for the Minnesota Twins and soon. Am I crazy? Is that crazy? I'll calm you down a little bit. Will you? I told because I told you this on the Twin Show. Jim Bowden speculates circa two thousand four. So Jim Bowden looks at all of these teams that, that are close on the second wild card that are sort of contenders slash pretenders, and he says they're all in it. They can't make trades. What did Derek Falvey do two thousand seventeen? He bailed. There are more teams. I'm not saying that that entire list of teams is going to bail, but there are teams like. The, I don't know, the Diamondbacks that I think are going to bail. So Bowden thinks of things as he w- would have in his day. And Phil, I, I think you can identify with this statement. The new regime of people to a certain degree will get two weeks from now will be like, yeah, we're sort of close ripcord time. So I'm not, I'm not saying Rami's wrong at all, but I do think that the, the dynamic which we're discussing here is a little bit different than the way that Bowden paints it, which is, hey, you're close enough. See, I don't know, man. Like, I, he, There's a lot of teams on here that he didn't list. So there's some teams, for instance, in the National League Central. The, the, the Pirates and the Reds could fool themselves into thinking, oh, man, this division's tight. It's like five games up and down the division as of a couple days ago. And he specifically didn't list a couple of those teams. He, it looks like he curated his buyer list to get rid of some of the teams that you're talking about. Astros are for sure buying. Braves are for sure buying. Brewers are for sure buying. Cardinals, Dodgers for sure buying. Mm -hmm. Nationals, if they get cold, I could see it. But they also have a like. I know they the Bryce Harper's not on the team anymore, but they still have like a huge payroll and Steven Strasburg and Max Scherzer and Mm -hmm. so I don't think the Nationals are going to bail in the next two weeks. Uh, the the Rays like they're not gonna they're not gonna bail the Red Sox Yankees. I think all the the twelve teams on this list anyways are all in. And the teams that you're talking about could even still be added to this list. Because actually, that second if it goes the wild card creates could create a belief. The Reds, the guy I, I saw this a couple days ago. The guy that owns the Reds has come out and basically said, "I want to be at the very least a 500 baseball team at the end of the year. At or? the end of the year, that's what I want to be." Look at the Reds, and that so, high there's, bar. so there's so there's talk of if they're going to trade guys. I just it's going to be in 15 days. Very intriguing to me to see what teams say and what teams do, especially when some teams most likely get offers that they say, oh, wow, we didn't see that coming because of what we're discussing here, which is the market itself and the desire, especially for pitching. In recent years, you've had a lot of teams that were in full-on rebuild mode and were basically putting on a fire sale. And now those teams are, at least in their eyes, on the verge of taking that next step to contention. The White Sox, the Braves, the Phillies, 
There are teams all around baseball who, for the last few years, were open for business at the trade deadline, and now that market has sort of dried up because those rebuilding teams think they're ready to contend for something maybe as soon as next year. The Padres are another one that they don't have the for sale sign out the way that they have for the last few years. I think they will, though, don't you? I don't. Maybe a couple of guys. Kirby H's age and and lack of success previously make him a very attractive chip for a team to say, we'll give you three guys for Kirby Yates, and you say, okay. Kirby Yates, maybe, because of of his age compared to the rest of the roster. But if you want to compete, if you're the Padres and you want to compete next year, are you trading a closer even if he is 32 years old? You're going to need that guy next year. Play it again. Which one? I've got more. No, reckless speculation. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> reckless speculation. Dan Hayes, the athletic, among those reporting, and this move is going to seem minor, but where it's going to take us is very intriguing. Mike Morin DFA'd by the Twins today on the heels of Adalberto Mejia being DFA'd by the Twins on Saturday, I believe. Okay. Um, it sounds like from what Derek, who's at the ballpark, Wetmore tells me, Rosario and Crone very well might be reinstated from the IL today. But right now, the 40 man's at 37. And they didn't have any reason to get it from 38 to 37. That's what, right? Play it again. This one? No, no, it's reckless. No, everything about this is reckless. This isn't reason for panic. It's reason for intrigue. It's reason for speculation. Yeah, I love I love this stuff. This man. is interesting. This is great. They're taking this thing down, and Phil, you you just said the key thing yourself. The question is why? If it's down to thirty seven, yeah, there's no reason to for to go from thirty eight to thirty seven, unless you've got the. I think our power just went out momentarily. TVs and screens. Oh, I thought just we just got hit, dude. I'm gonna get home to an absolute mess for my dog. This is. Does your dog like freaks out. all over? Or he, what? Oh, no. he tries to like he tries to actually wedge himself behind the couch. I'm looking up there, Jonathan. To try and hurt pull, himself. Yeah, pull that shade up. Don't weathermen know that? Oh my gosh, I need to know this. Don't Tar- they know? Target Field's going to be in Northfield before this game starts. It's going <laughs> to float on. It's going to float on down to Northfield. Hey, maybe it'll I float. Can confirm the parking lot is a bit flooded right now, so maybe it'll float to somewhere where they have a large enough footprint to put a roof on. <laughs> If it goes to Northfield, <laughs> Rami's not wrong. Plenty of room there. There it is, of course. Oh, Rami. So your so your your dog freaks out during storms and yeah, yeah really yeah. bad. He like rub his nose in a rug until it's like raw and oh. bloody. Totally freaks out. I don't know what to do about it. I started giving him CBD oil. That helps a little bit. CBD oil is yes. that even legal? Can you give your yeah, dog CBD? Absolutely. Oil? What okay. is it? They have CBD treats for dogs. Okay. Yeah, that's good. It's a uh, an extract from the marijuana plant. Okay. It's the chemical so that your dogs are high. It's the chemical that doesn't give you the high. Hey, dude, feeling. Rami's home. You got any brownies, Rami? And you and the dog just lay around high <laughs> eating Doritos on the weekend. Oh man, I'm packing on all these pounds. What's that? What's that movie? Um, Road trip. Yeah. Where, uh, where where they get super high and the dog starts talking. <laughs> tell yeah. that. Tell that to make me some to make me some blueberry pancakes. Road trips are great. You talk about very underrated, underrated films. Yeah. I love road trip. I give him yeah. the CBD and then he thinks I'm barking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you should stop. Yeah, where does where does road trip rank among? I feel like that feel era like was really good. It was an American Pie era, absolutely. And then and then somewhere in that five or six year window, you also had uh, Saving Silverman. Collar brought that up on Twitter, on Twitter. Over the weekend. Uh, I love that movie. I still the frat that was movie. too long, a little too too long. Were they the old guys? Dude, where's my car? No, the old guys get the frat together. Will Ferrell, old school, old old school, school yeah. yeah. But road trip, road trip should be mentioned more Solid. in that era of. Party movies. The little bus. Yeah. Love Tom Green. Oh, oh man. <laughs> He's what was this? The snake, right? Yeah. Tom Green had a great run of how long? Two years? Like it might have been a little really... longer than that. His show got canceled. I think it might have been like five, wasn't it? Okay. I, just, I don't remember anymore. The best thing he you ever did, right. and this was a mistake on his part, but it was still the best thing he ever did. He had that like sidekick who he always tormented. Glenn. Glenn, yeah. And their studio was on Times Square, and it was just open windows to Times Square. Yeah. And he he was playing some sort of game where if Glenn got the answer wrong, he would reveal one number on his phone number. Well, the mistake was the numbers were on the back of the panels that he was flipping <laughs> over. So everybody in Times Square saw his phone number through the window of their <laughs> studio out there and started <laughs> blowing up his phone. Phil, stand up. 
look outside at the building across from us. There is water literally flying off of it. Yeah, it's a waterfall. It is impressive. Boy. Never seen that before. Are people actually I want to know if if are you listening live and don't call if you're in if you're gonna crash. <laughs> but if I I'd love for someone to call that's outside like trying to drive around There's or has gone under there. a bridge. There's a guy out there walking to his car with an umbrella. Man, that umbrella ain't helping you no, in this. No, I just gonna say umbrella guy, come on. You really think that <laughs> You're yeah. getting you're getting soaked no matter what you put over you on <laughs> this. Six five one six four six eight two five five. I just would. I'd love for someone to call in and just tell us what's it like out there right now. Target Field can take a lot. I don't know if it could take this much water. Well, they've got like th- they got three hours to figure it out. <laughs> Target Field on three hours rest is going to be just fine. <laughs> oh, this is great. Is, can the dra- can the drainage at Target Field handle this? Because this is it crazy. can handle it yeah. can handle a lot, but I don't think I've I don't know I've seen it rain this hard. It's aggressive. This is impressive, yeah. By the way, hmm. they could have uh, invested that drainage money in a, putting a roof on. Don't make us go back through the <laughs> Score North Twin Show comments on Apple. And, uh, <laughs> actually, we had a, we had a new one. People asked him to go back to Milwaukee. <laughs> we, we had a new uh, We have people call. We, we, before we get to Roy Smalley, we should definitely run a couple of these calls. I'd like to hear from people. But yeah, we, we, we had another new uh, one-star rating on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. I looked at the Apple feed mm-hmm. this morning, and it was just somebody giving a one-star because they hate when the Judd hockey episodes pop into the Mackie and Jeb with Rami feed. <laughs> get this hockey crap on yeah, my hockey. Hockey. I hate hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Take some of these calls out here for these poor right, people. Let's see here. Here, um, let me turn that torch. Jonathan, can you move the screen over just a little bit to the right? All right, Todd, are you okay? I'm okay because traffic isn't moving. Oh, great. <laughs> it is, it's unbelievable. So heading east of 94, downtown Minneapolis, heading towards St. Paul. All the construction beside the weather, the wipers are on high max, traffic's not moving. It feels as if my vehicle's being lifted off the ground because there's so much water on the road. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a hot mess. Man. Be safe out there. Your vehicle might float. I'm worried about insurance, and do I have, like, a water weenie thing in here in case I do float away? Man. So, we might have to send one yeah. of a, one of the the guys on our staff to help bail water out on 94. Oh. Well, Todd, be now safe. I'm, now I'm going downhill where the rest of the water's flowing, so, yeah, we should probably end this now in case i got to start dug. Todd's like, yeah, now, right. Todd's like, now I'm in the river. Yeah. <laughs> be safe out there. It's Todd. just turned into a log ride. <laughs> Going down a hill. Yep. This is now. Uh, this is now Valley Fair. It is, <laughs> it is the wave. That is nuts. Don't stand on the bridge. But seriously, how do you, how do we go from no rain in the forecast to this? I understand missing it by a little bit. I thought I heard last night that we were going to get hit again. I checked didn't my app this morning. I can't blame a weatherman. I, I didn't watch a weatherman. Okay, I'm pretty me. sure. Check my app this morning. I check All my right. app every morning. See, that's why you should listen to the weatherman. They're just as wrong. They're often just as the, the app said no hint of rain. Today. All right, the rule of yeah. th- the rule of thumb, you guys, is if it gets this hot and, and humid on a summer day, we're going to get hit by something. So let's, don't trust weatherman. Don't or any, trust any anybody. Science, tr- especially with your dog. All right, let's go to weatherman Ryan out in Eden Prairie right now. Hey guys, I was driving on and I was driving on thirty five across the river outside of Minneapolis or outside of downtown, and it was raining like crazy. And I got off on Hennepin, and it has absolutely stopped. There's no more rain up here. Really? And I'm going to play golf right now. At a boy, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be, Ryan's going to be throwing throwing darts into the greens with drivers. <laughs> after that. Yeah, it's going to be soft. Gonna be nobody out there. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. All right, Ryan. Thank you for the weather update. Man, aggressive, aggressive last hour. Um, we have Roy Smalley coming up next from Fox Sports North to talk about the first place at Minnesota Twins. So I'm guessing if, if it's not raining in Eden Prairie, then they've got three hours to squeegee off that I field. I hope so. so uh, Dying to see the Mets. See what happens. But I know where we're going to be watching. If, if it's going to be raining, well, we're for sure going to be inside watching baseball. And I'm going to be watching the World Series of Poker uh, Final 3 tonight on a TCL TV. TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand. And it is one of the most successful and largest TV companies worldwide now, too. They've just kind of taken the world by storm the last few years. You see TCL TVs all over the Ellen DeGeneres show, all over Mackie and Jeb with Rami, which is pretty much worthy of being in the same sentence as Ellen in terms of audience size, I think, these days. Yes. But TCL has the best combination of picture quality, price, 
and entertainment options. If you're a cord cutter out there and you're thinking about saving some money, no better TV to partner up with than TCL. You get thousands and thousands of streaming channels and 450,000 plus movies and TV show episodes. We got two 55-inch TCL 4K Roku TVs in the studio here and several more around the hallway. Find out what we've been bragging about for a long time here on Mackie and Judd with Rami and on Score North. Go to TCLUSA.com to find out more. Roy Smalley next. Compete against Score North personalities and Majors Fantasy Golf presented by the Meadows at Mystic Lake for your chance to win prizes from Cragens on Gull Lake, Parway Golf, and Chill Boys. The fourth major of the year begins this Thursday. Sign up right now at scorenorth.com keyword golf and join me and Dan Terhar this Saturday night for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United and Real Salt Lake. Pre-game at 8.30 p.m., kickoff at 9 right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app in this portion this interview with Roy Smalley is brought to you by Doug's Power coming up in Blaine. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. And joining us now, as he does every Tuesday, former twin, now part of the Fox Sports North broadcast of first place Twins baseball, he is Roy Smalley. Roy, how are you this afternoon, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to uh, get back to uh, doing some games here. Going to be in the uh, in the booth tonight for the uh, nine nice. games in a row, and nice. it's a, it's a it's a big homestand. So it is a big homestand, Roy. I have to admit, I'm getting a little bit impatient for these twins to make a move. Do you get impatient as the trade deadline approaches? Uh, you mean as a player, or am I impatient right now? No, right now, today, <laughs> as the analyst, the award-winning analyst that you are, Roy. I'm uh, interested in, um, in, in knowing, and I can't know this, I'm interested in knowing what they're talking about. And, um, you know, I, I am a little bit anxious on both sides. I'd like them to make a deal, I, and I really hope it would be the, the right kind of deal. So I'm, I'm more just uh, a little, uh, I'm just a little on edge more than, just, than anxious for them to do something. So, right, if you were a, a chief baseball officer of this team, is there any, are there any prospects that, no matter what, you would be unwilling to give up? Well, I think the way they're talking about Royce Lewis, I, I, I just don't think he's going to be included in anything. I think, I, I, even as a minor leaguer, I, I think that would almost uh, be. It would almost qualify as a blockbuster deal for the Twins to give up a prospect like. Uh, like him, and um, the other one is this um, Gratterall, who you know is a pitcher, throws about a hundred, and and you, with the the Twins' history in um, you know not developing the uh, Verlanders and Scherzers and Kershaws of the world, at, you know, at, out of their farm system, you'd sure you'd sure hate to you know uh, give up somebody that throws a hundred uh, this early in his his career. Those are the two guys that I. You know that I hear uh, most about you know the Twins being excited about, along with uh, Alex Kirilov, I guess, who they think is a is a real pure hitter. But um, that one would be a little bit more understandable, uh, just because of the Twins' outfield situation, and and uh, you have to give something to get something. So I don't really know. Those are the three names that seem to be their biggest prospects. I would think the first two. Uh, that would be awfully tough to give up. I did see uh, Sid Hartman's article talking to Jim Polad, and just just for fans who are wondering, uh, is is money going to be a factor here at the trade deadline? And Jim Polad went on the record and said, "No, it's not going to be about finances. It's about what the Twins are willing to give up in terms of prospects." And I, Roy, I get the sense that Jim Polad made these hires a few years ago. He has spent a lot of money behind the scenes, adding new bodies to the analytics department and. Uh, they've been spending a lot of money, and they've spent a lot of short-term contract money. And I think he, I think he trusts Derek and, and Thad to make the moves that need to be made in the next two weeks. I think he does too, and and frankly, that's in Jim's DNA. I mean, his his dad, uh, uh, I know personally, and what and uh, is this way, and and was famous for uh, hiring the people that he trusted to do the jobs that he thought needed uh to be done and then he'd stay he stayed out of it and um and uh, i think jim wants to you know tends to be uh the same way he wants to he wants to have the right people and the right jobs and then let them do those jobs and it it feels to me as well that uh, that he's got a lot of confidence in this uh in this regime and i think that's been so far that's pretty well warranted 
Talking with Roy Smalley here on Score North. Roy, I know we here at, at Score North, it, it's a brand of ours, reckless speculation. We just throw names around willy-nilly with no regard for human life. Do you have any names that you sort of have circled when we talk about what you would like to see the Twins do between now and July 31st? You know, that's a great question. I haven't really spent an awful lot of time uh, looking around through uh, rosters and, and looking at teams and and, uh, and and speculating or dreaming about uh, you know what uh, what might be the case. I I really I still feel like uh, if they could make a uh, deal for a uh, closer that uh, has experience in big game, uh, successful experience in big games. Uh, that would be big for the entire pitching staff because I just think it would solidify uh, some some other roles uh, up, before the closer uh, with uh, guys that have real good stuff that uh, can be used very very effectively. You know, speaking of that, I think I think Rocco Baldelli and Wes Johnson have done a very nice job with their uh, with their bullpen uh, this year, not having a bona fide closer, using um, a bullpen by committee. From the seventh inning on, you know, almost every night, and I think they've done a terrific job of putting guys in situations where they uh, they could succeed. And I, I think it, that could that concept could be enhanced by having a guy that 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 you know is going to be out the you know, that's coming in in the ninth inning with a one run lead. Reckless speculation. We're gonna we're gonna count that for Roy as reckless speculation right there. <laughs> no names, but yeah. Uh, so the the flip side of that, then Roy, is is your thoughts on the importance of if you do go get a starter as well, that guy having experience because that's the one thing I potentially like about Mad Bum is he's gonna come here and if he gets traded here, he's gonna go into the Bronx in October and it's not gonna phase him. And I just. I think the way that you get over as as players and fans to a certain degree as well, Roy, the fear of, oh my gosh, it's the Twins against the Yankees in the Bronx is Mad Bomb takes the mound. He's like, I don't really care. Yeah, I think um, it was uh, it, it it really hurt all of us right when they uh, they went in in that wild card uh, game and uh, and Ed Rosario hits a. Um, it's a three-run home run, and and it's and they've got Santana on the mound, Irvin Santana on the mound, and you think, well, this is going to be this is going to be it, and then, you know, Irvin just didn't have it that that day, and and Gregorius three-run home runs right back, and and uh, and the rest is history. So I I, I think that's right. I, I think that uh, that one way to go certainly for this year will be you know somebody with. Uh, with experience, and that's probably the way they need to, they need to go. I wouldn't mind seeing them, you know, get a a, a younger pitcher that's going to be you know around for six or eight years. But I just don't think there are there's any of that ilk that is going to be available for any kind of price. The you know the Twins would be willing to pay. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all new Score North and the Score North mobile app with Roy Smalley from Fox Sports North, and we received. A notice from the Twins that said, not shockingly, Fox Sports North ratings for these games are through the roof, and it's the most people watching Twins games on your platform in years and years. So just, I mean, from your standpoint, you're going to be on the broadcast. You're, you know, you've been part of this thing through some down years, ninety plus lost seasons. What's it like for you personally watching <laughs> this run as a fan, as a broadcaster, and knowing that eyeballs are are back on the product here in in droves. It's really fun. I mean, I, I'm a fan, as you guys know. I mean, and can tell. I mean, I I watch the the games all the time, and and uh, I want them to win. You know, I want them, I want them to do well. I will tell you that it is infinitely easier to talk about them this year than it has been in most years uh, past. And from a personal standpoint, uh, the way just the way all of our various uh, analyst schedules worked out. Uh, I have, uh, you know, I was always at do around 24, 25 games, and my 24 this year start on uh, July 16th and go through the end of the year. And when I looked at that, you know, when that's the way it worked out uh, at the beginning of the year, I thought, well, this could be really great or it could be really ugly again to you know, try to figure <laughs> out. You know, I remember back in uh, 2016, I think it was, when, when whenever it was that Dozier hit 40 home runs, 
on the pregame postgame shows, I think we talked about Dozier for about every day for a month. You know, <laughs> that was about all there was. That's not all there is now. There's an awful lot of fun stuff to talk about. There's going to be great baseball uh, down the stretch, and I'm excited to be uh, uh, doing a fair number of um, uh, the color commentary. Uh, you know, just watching that. Was two out of three in Cleveland enough for you to cut the brakes, Roy Smalley, on your uh, Twins' excitement? <laughs> you know what? I uh, I I really uh, I, I don't. I took my foot off the brake pretty decisively on that one. That was a big series. That was a big statement. Uh, I think that they made going in after uh, with still having Rosario and Crone out, uh, having kind of limped into the All Star break. The the Indians playing really well. Uh, and making up a lot of ground going into the All-Star break, and the Twins going into there, the Indians' home park, with Bauer and Bieber, two of the best pitchers in the game, uh, scheduled to pitch against them, and they come out of there with two out of three. I thought that was a, a, a great statement. Byron Buxton, Roy. So we, we've talked before last year, this year, about, you know, the great catchers are great, but if you have to slam into the wall and might get hurt doing it, it might not be worth it. But the catch on Saturday, I don't know what to say. I mean, he makes a great running, diving catch, but I don't think you can tell a kid not to dive, right? So I, I don't know, and it, it looks like it certainly might be a concussion or something along those lines, but I also don't know what the answer is there because it's a great catch, it's a great play. It's unfortunate, but that's not like a fence. He just made the play. He just made the play. Uh, the ground is always going to be there, and his body's always, you know, ultimately going to, you know, it seems like at least once a game, his uh, his body's going to uh, hit that and make contact with that ground. It was a fantastic play, and you, there's not a thing that you can say or do about it. That's the way that that young man plays, and and we're thrilled to be able to watch it, and we all hold our breath uh, and, and hope that. Um, that he doesn't get hurt when that happens, or that if he does, it doesn't last uh, too long, and that ultimately it doesn't make him uh, gun shy and not be able to make those catches. I don't think that would ever that would ever be the case. But you know, the the thing about those catches is that there's so much positive to that. When you take away uh, a, a hit like that, it's like it's like you only have to get two outs in a in an inning for for a pitcher, and when you can when you can reduce the number of outs you know that that you have to that you have to get, uh, obviously you're gonna you're gonna come out ahead most of the time, and it, it pumps everybody up, it pumps the pitcher up, and it it frankly I mean a catch like that is almost like a double play to me, and you know it just you never know what's going to happen uh, in in an inning if that if that one falls you just you just don't know what you do know when he makes that catch is that that's a big out the pitcher's pumped up and you end up you end up getting out of that inning so so it's it's just wonderful to watch him so two or three against the indians percent chance roy percent chance the twins win the world series it's our weekly question to you yeah, you know, I, I, um, I, I'm not much of a uh, weekly guy in the standings, and so, uh, you know, there's a lot of baseball left, so I think it's, uh, it, it goes against the grain for me, to, for you guys to ask me every week. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that, you, finally. You can just, you know, just hang up on us next week. That's why yeah, we do it. Know, it's, uh, I mean, that's, that's my uh, polite, smally way of saying, why don't you guys just bug off in that deal? <laughs> <laughs> Said like a gentleman. i got to give you credit. Could have been a lot so, worse. We'll stick with 20% then. We'll yeah. stick. <laughs> well, have fun. Uh, this is a, a long home stand here, and, and uh, you guys out there listening are going to find plenty of Roy Smalley in the booth with Dick Bramer, and we're looking forward to it. And we'll catch up on this show again next week, Roy. All right, we'll talk to you in a week. All right, Roy Smalley from Fox Sports North. I was waiting and, for that uh, one. And Fox Sports North. Tell you to finally it took him long enough to get off. sick of you. <laughs> I knew he was going to do Percent that. Percent chance every week. Even you would hate that question. <laughs> he is, uh, like, he, he's just a wonderful analyst, and he... He's very much not overreactor guy, and he's right. been like that. I know this is the first time you've gotten a, a chance, Ryan, to talk sure. to him on a weekly basis. But when I, I almost feel like whenever things are happening in like small sample sizes in baseball, Roy Smalley is the guide for Twins fans to go to him. Miguel Sano, oh my God, like you got to trade him. He's terrible. And Roy Smalley's like, take a deep breath. He should be the barometer for Twins fans. Yeah. Okay. So if Roy is saying this team is legitimately really, really good. You can take it to the bank. I think. I think he knows what he's watching. There's been a lot of seasons where the Twins have gotten off to a decent start here, or 
it's July or August and they're fine and and he'll say yeah they're good but like yeah, I don't know I mean he leans toward being positive but so when Roy he's a good says barometer. cut the brakes that's when we cut the brakes is that what you're saying all right and he said he cut his brakes he said he took his foot, foot off, off the brake yeah no he did not he cut said the he took brakes. his foot off the brake he said firmly off the brake yes yeah but I think Roy is not decisively brakes <laughs> he's just going to he's going straight. He's going straight now, and the foot came off the gas, and that's the safe thing. Mm-hmm. But he can jam the brake again if he has yeah. to. Uh, this is, and of course, the the Indians beat up on bad teams. The Indians won last night. I'm just kind of waiting for the Indians. The Indians were red hot until they ran into the Twins. I'm just kind of waiting for the Indians to lose like three in a row to the Royals. Like, can the Indians just do that real quick? Just lose to the Tigers three games in a row, have a slip up. It's I not. Mean, po- it's not possible. I feel so bad for Gardy. What did he do late in life? He makes millions of dollars and took the what, job. What did he do late in life to deserve this he nonsense? He knew what he was getting into. I would just walk away. Nobody should feel bad for Ron Gardner. I feel, do you know what watching Tiger baseball has to be like right now? At their very worst in, in the last, what, eight years or so? I don't know the Twins were. I get the sense Ron Gardenhire, when offered that job, he was like, oh. No, I think you're right. I could just be sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> I'm, bench coach anyway. I'm in baseball. Bench it's a coach, nice paycheck. Bench coach with the Diamondbacks making good money or uh, no manager of the Tigers right. with no expectations making great money. I'll take the Tigers job. Anyway. I actually have a Gardenhire anecdote for you guys that's wrapped. I'm bearing the lead on this because the real lead to the story is I deleted my voicemails. Whoa! Wow! All 370 unlisted to voicemails have been deleted is from there a my dele- phone. I've never oh, because your no. phone got too stacked up. Is there a delete it, all function, or did you no. have to go through one by one? One by one. Did you listen to any of them? Yes, and oh. that's the Ron Gardenhire anecdote. Oh. So I went through because I, I was Google searching how do, how do I delete? Because not only are there 371 or were there 371 unread voicemails or unlistened to voicemails, that means there's like. 1,500 total that are just sitting in there that, that I had listened, listened to. to and never deleted. So I had to go oh one by God. one and tap, yeah, and tap each one of them individually. And I found one from Ron Gardenhire four or five years ago at the beginning of the season. It was like March 28th or something. How old is your phone? Well, no, they carry over from oh, other they iPhones. Do? Yeah, yeah I didn't know that because yeah. I never yeah. had a thousand plus voicemails on my Rami's phone. Rami's like, I still use a flip phone from yeah. 2007. <laughs> And it was, and I'll, I, it's gone now. But, but it was him leaving a voicemail at the end of spring training, saying, uh, "Hey, uh, hey, Phil, he's got that uh, gravelly voice. Hey, it's Gardy. Uh, you're probably on the air right now. But uh, I was reading through the clips, and I saw that you wrote about uh, Chris Herman and why we uh, didn't keep Chris Herman on the roster. And I just, uh, just want you to know that you're a hundred percent bleeping correct. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to keep Chris Herman on the roster, but they wouldn't let me. And I just wanted to know that you to know that you sniffed it out. You sniffed it out, man. Scott, Why would you later. delete that? You should have kept that. Why wouldn't you keep that one? Did you keep any? Um, I kept a couple. Like not to bring the mood down. I kept a couple from my mom who died yeah, two years ago. You mentioned that before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I can still go back. I didn't like. There's enough. You can go back and retrieve even so the deleted ones. They're not. They're, they're not gone not on my completely. Phone then should I go find the Guardy one? Oh, absolutely. I would. Can we play it? Can we play? Yeah, let's play it. I don't I'm know up. if that's legal. Oh, it's so much after the fact now. Well, he left a voicemail on. Phil, you can ask for advice now or <laughs> what? forgiveness it, later. It's in confidence, and and he's going to get fired by the Twins. That already happened, exactly. and I don't think the Tigers are going to fire him based on a Chris Herman comment. <laughs> That's been my approach to my career. You can ask for advice now or forgiveness later. Let's yep. See if we can dig it up, or maybe we can like we can bait him into leaving another voicemail or something. <laughs> no, I'd say your odds are very good just playing the one that you have. Write an article about the Tigers. See yeah, if exactly. he takes debate. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Let's talk about the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities here for a brief moment. It's Luther Brookdale Toyota. You know what? Here's an idea. It's been pouring like crazy the last hour in the Twin Cities. If you just want to duck off and you want to just jump into somewhere that's dry and maybe look at some awesome new vehicles, stop into Luther Brookdale Toyota. Go check out some of those Tacomas. Go check out some of the Tundras. I got into a RAV4 XLE that I absolutely love about a month ago. And I just, like, I maybe I'm an idiot and I'm new to some of this technology. I mean, I know I'm an idiot, but the built-in Apple CarPlay screen is a game changer, especially if you're a listener to Mackie and Jeb with Rami and the Scorn Earth mobile app, because you get the app on your screen. No more worrying about AM, FM, back and forth, this or that. You just tap the Scorn Earth app. You just tap your favorite audio apps. And you can listen. Beautiful technology inside the brand new RAV4 and other Toyota vehicles 
Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard, and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. 446 here at Score North. Time for the Score North download. A bit of breaking twins news, if you will, from our own Derek Wetmore. According to our own Derek Wetmore, who's out at Target Field right now, Rocco Baldelli confirms that Eddie Rosario and CJ Crone are activated, and then Byron Buxton is going on the seven-day injured list due to the concussion, and then Mike Morin is DFA'd. That is your breaking Twins news here on the Score North Download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. So Byron Buxton, is it is it a confirmed concussion? It's the seven-day concussion list. Okay. So, yep, I'd say, I'd say that this is confirmation of what we all thought yeah. we saw on Saturday night in Cleveland. And, like, you're playing in close games. It's a short fly ball, center field. Like, he dives, he catches it. And he face plants. I don't know what you're supposed to do. He just how did he not break his nose on that play? I don't know. He literally like he dove and his face slammed into the ground. It was much more violent in in the well. It was much more violent when you saw the replay versus when you saw it in real time. When I first saw it, and this is what they thought up in the booth too. Bramer and Morris said, "Looks like he knocked the wind out of him. He's going to need a few minutes." It was much more than knocking the wind out of him. Like he. Yeah whiplashed and usually the whiplash goes backwards when you fall back and your neck sort of snaps at, at the end of the at the end of the fall. His whiplash I've never seen this before, not that I remember. His his neck whipped forward yep. and slammed his face into the he ground. Spiked his face off the ground. Yeah. So th- this is concussion, at least from his baseball career too, because if you remember he collided with Kwasnicka at New Britain a few That was bad. That was fourteen where I think he got knocked out cold. Yeah. And then um he he also, and, and I don't know if concussions tie into this, but I'm guessing they might, suffers from migraines. So you're going to be incredibly cautious here. Yeah. Like, you can't screw around with this. This is not an ankle. The Twins have had some kind of history, too, with concussions the last 10 years. Morno, the obvious one. Corey Kosky. I mean, think about that. Corey Kosky was really the first one. Was his concussion with the Brewers, That was though? with the Brewers, and he fell backwards. Okay. Yeah. that was. In, I think that was in Miller Park when he had gone there. But, yeah, at Maurer... Morno, Span, right? Span had Didn't vert- Span yeah, have he had like concussions and vertigo. Yeah, yeah, like like Span would be out in the outfield and would lose his his equilibrium, and had this actually the, the thing that helped Denard Span more than anything else was chiropractic care. Sure, he went and got, he found the right chiropractor and got the right adjustments, and his vertigo problems went away. But I just, I mean, if you're a Twins fan and you know the you know the Morno story, you know the Koski story, the Joe Mauer story, and Denard Spann, and now Byron Buxton, this cornerstone player for your franchise with a concussion. I don't know. It's hard not to go down that path mentally a little bit and wonder what the worst-case scenario is. But that's also just my inner Minnesota sports fan creeping it's into. It's very Judd-like of you, Phil Mackey. <laughs> yeah. 651-646-8255. Uh, are we getting rain calls? Are these still people calling from the, the torrential downpour outside? Paul, are you calling with a weather update, or do you want to talk <laughs> about something else? I want to talk twins with you boys. Cool. Right. What's up, Paul? Well, I tried to tweet Rami last night to see if he was watching the Dodger game, but he was busy watching the Cubs. Uh, I, I, I asked his opinion. The Dodgers game. What's that? I said I should have been watching the Dodgers game the way that Cubs game ended. <laughs> well, I have a question for you guys. First of all, I want to preface this by saying I like home runs, okay? But watching the Dodgers last night, it was in one inning, they did a safety squeeze. They did a double steal where somebody stole home. They're so fundamental. And then they hit home runs, too, to boot. Bellinger's on a tear. He hit two moonshots last night. But they're so fundamentally sound with every aspect of the game. And I don't see that with the Twins. Um, I tweeted Dan Hayes months ago about, I don't think home runs are enough. We've got to be able to move runners over, uh, sacrifice flies, sacrifice bunts. And you don't really see that with this team. And I, I was going to ask Rami when you know when I was watching the Dodger game last night. You think the Twins are missing something versus the the Dodgers look like a complete team to me. I mean, they just look fantastic. I mean, the Dodgers might be a more complete team, and they may have players who can execute these things that you're talking about that the Twins can't. But the Twins aren't unique in what they're doing or how they're roster building. This is this is the trend in baseball now. And don't 
The Dodgers depend on the long ball quite a bit themselves, and they do yes. they do cram in a, a, a sacrifice squeeze and and a double steal here or there. And like I said, they're probably more capable of doing that than the Twins are, and probably more capable of doing it than a lot of baseball teams are. But that's that's a hard thing to do. In, in today's game, these things that you're talking about are hard to do, and a lot of times the, 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 the odds say that they're not the right thing to do. Not to say that they're never the right thing to do, but the odds say that most of the time they're not the right thing to do. Here's what I would be a little worried about, Paul, and, uh, and others. So the, the Twins' offense is very, very much predicated on home runs. So I'll, I'll give you that. The Twins are going to set the major league record for home runs in the season. Just depends on can another team catch them and also set or or uh, break the new record. And they currently rank one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth in on base percentage. So the Twins, like they get on base more than twenty two other teams, but the teams at the top of the list, Houston, Boston, Yankees, and Dodgers, are moving the chains on a more regular basis than the Twins are. They're just not hitting as many home runs. I think. That's more sustainable and more consistent in a playoff series. If you get down to like a week of baseball, what can I rely on? Getting on base is more reliable than hitting a three-run homer, and I would be a little worried about that if I were the Twins comparing myself to the teams at the top, top of the pecking order. Well, I always, I, I also, the home runs, you're going to go through a drought. I mean, we've seen uh, players go into slumps. Uh, Sano, thank God, kind of came out of it here, but... Um, they're so freewheeling as far as their swinging goes that, I mean, Buxton swung at a pitch that hit the dirt six feet in front of the plate the other day, <laughs> you know, and I sit there and go, oh, come on, guys, we got to slow down. we got to maybe take it base to base once in a while uh, because when the home runs do dry up, uh, even for a week, what's going to happen? And that, Or like you just said, in a series, that's a week, right? In a series, they're not going to be doing that. You're not going to be facing uh, AAA-level pitching against the Yankees and the Astros, and you're not going to be able to rely on three home run games to win. And if you're not moving the base runners over, um, again, I like home runs. Who doesn't? But I just... Just watching the Dodgers last night, I just went, man, the Twins are missing something right now. And it's it, Paul, thanks for the call. It's very possible the Dodgers, will, if, if not likely, that the Dodgers are the better team. But in baseball, that doesn't preclude you from beating them in a seven-game series. Too. Right. I mean, obviously, if you play the Dodgers in the seven-game series, it's the World Series, so... You'll deal with yeah, that problem. Pretty, you're in pretty good shape by and that also, point. Also, yeah. I mean, the Twins have the capability of going station to station. That's how they tied the game up on Sunday against the Indians. They ended up losing it, but they they were just it was a merry-go-round. It was a merry, and they got a little help with a couple of uh, hit batsmen. But it was it was literally moving one base at a time and and getting three runs around in the same inning. Yeah, you guys want that? You guys want that guardy voice? Yes. Mail? yes. <laughs> All right. This is from from last, from last segment. Manny cut this up during the the break for me. Um, what were we talking about again? We were talking about my, vo- Your my voicemail. In- I had 370 yes. listen to voicemails, yeah. and so I was cleaning deleted it out last night, deleted it. I saved a couple of them, and I did, I did find this one All right. from like four or five years ago. I must have written something for, at the time, 1500ESPN.com about a roster move going into the season, and uh, I got a voicemail at the end of spring training from Gardy. That's kind of a fun voicemail. Well, Gardy, you're probably on air right now, but I was just scrolling through the clips. I saw your stuff on our roster and everything, and how why not keep Chris Herman on the bench? It's about time somebody over there figures it out. What I'm trying to do, you figured it out, uh, and I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that was well worth it. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh. That is outstanding. <laughs> Can you imagine getting that call from Rocco? <laughs> Probably not gonna happen. I don't even wow, think he would ever drop that up bomb. But that is a that's a great phone yeah. call. Yeah, he was uh, he was he was complimenting me on nailing the roster prediction. <laughs> just the you, so, You're probably on air right now, but I was just scrolling through the clips. I saw your stuff on our roster and everything, and how why not keep Chris Herman on the bench? It's about time somebody over there figures it out. What I'm trying to do, you figured it out, uh, and I think that's pretty cool. He's the best. That's man. hilarious. <laughs> That's great. I hope that p- paid off at some point with uh, some type of scoop from him that year to show his appreciation for the fact yeah, that he would, you deducted yeah. the uh, you deducted things correctly. He was pretty good about where where he would get a little bit ruffled is if when the FSN post game cameras were on, if you were questioning 
even if it was just out of curiosity, oh, if I you were questioning that. something that happened strategically, he didn't like when that happened in front of the camera because he didn't want to throw guys under the bus and he didn't want to be que- he didn't like to be questioned a lot um, from like a like were you doing the right thing strategically, Guardy? He's very much I've been in baseball for thirty or forty years and you haven't. But if you went to him like sort of off camera, off mic, and just said, "Hey, can you explain this to me?" He'd sit down for twenty minutes and explain something to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how many guys are like that now because everything's so secretive. <laughs> you know, like Rocco gets on TV, and I, he's a wonderful manager, but he gets on TV and he doesn't really say anything. He just he's very much to get down with but the how would you on be purpose. As a manager, me? I would be I would be more like Rocco. Me too. As, as a general manager, sure. as a manager, like I'm I'm operating like the KGB man. Everything is a secret. Whatever you want to get out of me, you're gonna have to dig. You're gonna I'd be ha- fired. You're gonna have to. Work I couldn't bite really my tongue. hard to crack that nut. <laughs> I'd I'm be ho- I'd be hopeless. I'd be like, Sano, did you see that at bat in the third? <laughs> did you see him swing at that pitch? I'm glad you saw it because I saw it and it was off. I, I'd be fired instantly. <laughs> he then I the, the part of the voicemail that we couldn't play. Is him saying, "All right, I gotta, I gotta talk about a few things," and he like cuts open a vein about something. That now that's my favorite. I love that part though <laughs> that that he like credited you, and then is like, "Well, since you you sussed out that problem, here's about five more yeah. going on with this team right now." <laughs> my employer. <laughs> oh man, it's hilarious! That's All right. awesome. Hey, real quick, mm-hmm. I don't know. This is we can't take this right now, but. Eugene, are, are you there? I'm here. Are you, uh, so you want to defend Andrew Wiggins? I am an Andrew Wiggins defender. Okay. Prepare to do so. Hang tight. We're going to give you your platform. Just hang tight, okay? I appreciate it. Okay. We're going to put Eugene back on hold. Eugene has called out of the blue to defend Andrew Wiggins. Was he listening to our show earlier or maybe another show? Got confused. Well, there is a show that happens to destroy Andrew Wiggins on a regular basis. It, <laughs> it's just a, it's just an on, ongoing offer. It's just a... Oh, just a I'll we def- take all comers. Yep. Any Andrew Wiggins defenders. You come to the Mackie and Judd with Rami show. Defend my title anytime. We'll anywhere. show you. Ryan Saunders calls next. <laughs> you, know, Wiggins, you know, Wiggins might need some insurance, man, for that for that uh, that jump shot that he hasn't been able to hone the last five years. If you are looking for insurance and you're a business owner, I highly recommend Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So I've been a business owner myself. I've got some experience with highs and with lows, and I know what goes into the day-to-day and the month-to-month of running a business. And uh, I can relate to the grind. I can relate to the elation. And I just know how much it helps to have peace of mind and backing and a face-to-face relationship with not only just an insurance company with a great policy, but with a century plus of experience in making your business as successful as it can be in multiple different categories. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find out more about the industries Federated protects, and that's also where you can find your Federated Marketing Representative. Federated 